And just awesome. to show you how images can you be used to set yourself up in a branding capacity as well. I wanted to have the brain there because I wasn't a specialist in neuropsychology because my passion overcame my imposter syndrome. And I wanted to use a graphic that could position me. And now look, had I let that fear get in the way, I wouldn't have taken my first course in neuroscience, which was just in May last year. And now I'm number one new releases on Amazon in neuropsychology and cognitive neuroscience. Welcome to another episode of Social PR Secrets. My name is Lisa Beyer, and I will be your host. Today is a happy interview. I interviewed Gigi O'Brien. Her name might sound familiar because we also interviewed her for Digital Detox Secrets. She is the author of The Intelligence of Happiness. What an awesome name for a book. And in this interview, we are going to take a deep dive into the behind the scenes of what went into writing a book how she promoted the book, and some other social PR secrets on launching a book. Her book, The Intelligence of Happiness, summarizes the lessons of a decade-long journey shaping pain to power and failure to fortune. And it is for anyone ready to discover if it's your three versions of yourself, whether it's effective, cognitive, or executive, and also leverage the alignment of the selves to heal, find ultimate happiness, and unlock their brilliance. So with that, I want to welcome Gigi O'Brien, the author of Intelligence of Happiness. Welcome, Gigi. Welcome to Social PR Secrets. And I am here with Gigi O'Brien. We just got off talking about my other podcast, Digital Detox Secrets, and talking about her book, The Intelligence of Happiness. So thank you so much for being a guest on Social PR Secrets, Gigi. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. So we talked a lot about the book and some digital detox secrets in our other episode interview, but in this one, I definitely want to talk a little bit, if you can talk about the five C's, because I think that the five C's are critical, regardless if you're an entrepreneur, public relations professional, digital marketer, you're starting a new business, you need to apply these five C's to your personal and business life. Yeah, absolutely. Whether you're looking at the 5C framework for self-help or just for high performance, I think it works in every arena. Their fundamentals of the 5C is to get into alignment. So you want to control your emotions. You want to be conscious of your thoughts. You want to commit to beliefs that serve you and be continuous in your behaviors. And the fifth C, the most important C, being consistent in those four Cs. It got its own C because it's it's just that important and impactful, the consistency factor. So when we're in alignment, when we think what we believe, what we feel and what we do are coherent, we're in our ultimate state of high performance and happiness. And that's one thing that's been shining through to me a lot. It's happiness. We tie it a lot to performance. I mean, it, it is a mistake to, to think that success is happiness because it is not. But I don't think high performance needs to come at the expense of happiness if you're doing it from a place of alignment. So I totally agree. And you must have applied the five C's in order to publish your book and get to where you are today. You're mastering it. So tell us a little bit about your book and then the behind the scenes of making the book and part of your journey. Absolutely. And I think that starts with shame and transforming our worst moments in our life into our assets. And that's the same as we were talking about on the other podcast, the transformation of pain to power. And it starts with being authentic. 
I think that I had a lot of shame in how I carried the bad things that happened to me, which I knew overcoming them would serve readers to write a book about it. But to really get to the grit of it and expose myself, it took a lot of overcoming that imposter syndrome and being ashamed of some of the things that had happened, being in an abusive relationship, you know, having my own battle with suicidal tendencies, having breakdowns that led to tumor discoveries and just being like, wow, you know, we associate these like overcoming hardships from a place of weakness. You know, the tragedy to triumph is very popular, but we don't want to look like victims when we just talk about the tragedy. So the book came about from trying to create a full circle on how you can navigate your worst parts of your life into your most powerful pieces of your journey. When did you start the book? I started the book in 2016. It took a couple rewrites. I think I I was doing the work. I was doing the work and doing the self-discovery. And really last year when lockdown hit is when I was hit so bad in, in a space of darkness that I thought, when I get myself out of this, I need to just do this coherently. And I had to create a routine. I had to create a routine. I had a, I had a publisher, Scribe Media. They're fantastic to work with authors. I did a guided author program with them. So there was community. And I, I had a very deep why. One of my friends had tried to commit suicide. And it, it was the third or fourth person. The, the, the other three, actually, they didn't make it. So... You know, when you just tip into that one thing that's like, okay, that's it. I just have to now. And your why is so strong. The impact that you can have is so meaningful. So you you show up and you do it. And this is the difference between, you know, force and flow. You should be pulled into, into your motivation. If you're pushing and pushing and pushing and you're forcing, you don't have your why sorted because it's not. It's, there's never going to be that much resistance. Yeah, and I think that is good advice for anybody that is wanting to write a book or thinks that they, you know, need to write a book is that you really have to identify your why and be passionate about it. I mean, obviously you're passionate about it and you have a lot, so much authenticity behind it that it's easy to just like, you know. You says, be hard on yourself. I was a little boot camp queen to myself. There are days that you wake up and you don't want to write, you don't feel inspired. And this will go with everyone in life and every dynamic. Sometimes you just are like, I don't give a, you know, you're like, I'm not in it today. Show up anyways. And those are the days that the magic really happens. When my alarm was going off at four o'clock in the morning and I was like, oh, you know, the days that I was like, I'm getting out of bed and I'm sitting here within the first half an hour. I mean, the genius would just be flowing and I'd be like so excited and in love with the process of it as well. And the same happens with the gym. You don't necessarily feel like it. So you set a challenge or you gamify it. You get a streak going. You maybe involve other people. You develop a community around your goals. And then you hold yourself accountable because self-talk is what's going to talk you on or off the ledge of anything. So if you can't have that dialogue with yourself to root for yourself, no one else is going to be there all the time to do it for you. So I think you need to develop that mindset, that cognitive structure where you're like excuses, you don't have a chance here, but also being real about what your needs are. Are you being too hard on yourself? Are you creating self-defeating mental habits? And then select and choose accordingly to what's going to get you across the finish line. How did you come up with the design of the cover? And if you can talk us through like some of your, you know, how you're using social media and public relations to promote the book. And I, by the way, talk about your testimonials too, because you have very impressive testimonials. 
Yeah, thank you. The the book cover, it's very interesting. I wanted to look inside when I first wrote the book, because this is actually not the first version. I did a complete rewrite from the first word. I had focused on life experience and I felt a lot of imposter syndrome. I didn't go as deep into the psychology because I, oh, that's not my expertise. And then the second time I was like, actually, this is my life experience. This is how I got out of suffering. So I am an expert because I, I've literally just lived through it. And I realized that psychology, which focuses on emotions and thoughts, wasn't enough. We needed the neurology. We needed that chemical boost. We needed the things that are the withdrawals and the motivations are very chemical in our body. So I wanted to have a look inside of the brain. So I tore it open and I wanted people to understand that there is a difference between happiness and pleasure and holistic life satisfaction. So a lot of what you're seeing in there on the cover is a blend of what is just thought to be happiness, but is really just numbing pleasure, things that are actually happiness, things that are actually neurochemically inducing us into positive emotional states, which is joyous. So it's a good blend of all, all of those things. And just awesome. to show you how images can you be used to set yourself up in a branding capacity as well. I wanted to have the brain there because I wasn't a specialist in neuropsychology because my passion overcame my imposter syndrome. And I wanted to use a graphic that could position me. And now look, had I let that fear get in the way, I wouldn't have taken my first course in neuroscience, which was just in May last year. And now I'm number one new releases on Amazon in neuropsychology and cognitive neuroscience. So it just goes to show you as well, if you have a vision and you're clear, you don't need to wait for someone to validate you. Look at what's working in other people, even if they are the experts and follow to suit. It's so true. Imposter syndrome can be crippling to so many. They think they're not qualified to do something. And really, you know, just like you said, you know, you're not a neurologist, but you're able to be an expert on the brain to some extent and write a book about it. Look, we're learning the same information. And when you're going to the greats in any field, if you want to look at innovation, you look at the tech people or whatever in Silicon Valley, you're going to look at everywhere around the world and find the people who are leading and learn the same way they did. We have access to the same knowledge, how we leverage it, how we package it and how we create our value proposition is our unique advantage, but the knowledge is there. The base, I'm not reinventing anything. This isn't my, my knowledge. It's the work of others that I've packaged into an understanding and a voice that I think will resonate in its own special way. Hello? Oh, wait, is this thing on? Hi, it's Lisa Beyer. I just wanted to tell you really quick, I'm launching a course called Modern PR Secrets, and I wanted you to be the first to know. You can check it out at thebuyergroup.com under resources. Now let's get back to this interview. So now your book is number one on Amazon. So how did you, what are some of the promotional items that you did? You, you picked the, the theme of Suicide Prevention Week to launch, which I think is brilliant. What are some other ways that you can kind of like share with us to inspire others who might be launching a book that you're doing? About who you're speaking to, play the long game, build relationships. Those relationships, and I used to joke about it all the time, you know, Mike Pasornik, I met him in LA. He's, he's now stepped down from the president of Lionsgate Motion Picture Group. 
I met him when I was the first year of writing the book. So this would have been like 2016. And he said something so interesting to me. And he said, you know, it's the triage of life. You have to make the hard decisions with the same criteria that you make the easy ones. And he said a, a numerous amount of things over, over the course of knowing him that have always strung true. So I would send him an email on Thanksgiving and be like, thanks for that advice or whatever. And you build these relationships and you do it in perpetuity, not just for the outcome and the goal and the endorsement, but because you care. You care yeah. about the actual relationship and the person really is adding value. And again, we revert back to authenticity. You don't reach out to people just asking, you know, that's, do you love it? Maybe, maybe not so much. I'm, I'm a giver. So I'm like, yeah, I want to help everyone. But if you really care and you build the relationship, I think that your outcomes will be much better. And you mentioned community as well. And we met in a Facebook group. So can you give any advice on how to find community and be part of the right communities? Absolutely. And that comes down to leveraging social media in a really tactical way. I started a complete new Instagram, the Barbados Billionaire. I wanted to actually make people see the word billionaire and then realize, oh, wait, this is a page about like mental health and wellness. Like what we're redefining wealth away from just making the money to be happy. And I use that Instagram. It doesn't even have 400 followers. And I was talking with some of the most incredible people other authors, I mean, from Robin Sharma's team to like Lewis Hose and just different, different people whose pages I was engaging with and building that digital, you know, relationship, even though physically we'd never held space together. And that's the power of social media to build your brand and be accessible. And when you're supporting another community, when it comes time to support you, it's a fair expectation that they'll want to get behind you as well much like we have each other in our, in our Facebook communities that we're. I totally agree. So talk about some of the testimonials. You have some very impressive testimonials and I'm sure that's through this community that you built and the relationships you built, but can you talk about some of your favorite ones and how they came about? Yeah, absolutely. Let me actually just pull them up. Cause there's quite a few. <laughs> the one that's um, the grandson of Nelson Mandela. Yeah. So Ndaba Mandela actually comes down to Barbados and he had been at my family property in the last few years, but I wasn't here. I was away working on a film in Australia. So I wanted to approach him. And then another friend of mine from Bali was like, oh, I know Ndaba. And so we got the manuscript over to him and, you know, he enjoyed it as well. He endorsed it. He's another person. I mean, coming from Nelson Mandela, yeah. it's such a powerful lineage, but himself as a standalone person, he's doing remarkable things in the world as well. So again, you're aligning with these, these people who are inspiring you. It's easy to be high vibrational, interested, passionate, and supportive. And then, and then, you know, you, you tune into that power that you have where you have your faith is bigger than your fear and you put it out there in the book. I talk about connected detachment where you're connected to what you're doing, but you're detached from controlling outcomes. And I think that we put vibrational blockages on our success when we start to self-doubt and we start to second guess and we start to question and we don't take the action because it perfection paralysis and this and that. And I just went for it. I went for it and I asked for reviews from people who are not necessarily as big of names, who are reading the book, who are getting so much out of it. And they're equally important to me. Helping, you know, Samantha, the neighbor is just as important as helping the president of Lionsgate. It's just as important to me because I care they're human and they all started somewhere and they all yeah. have greatness within them. 
The reason I ask is a lot of our listeners are in the the PR world, public relations or digital marketing. And a lot of what's happening is, you know, you're pitching the media, you're asking for, you know, earned media coverage or be considered for something. And I love your what you just said, the vibrational blockage is, is what we get. You know, we are like, you know, second guessing our pitch or our ask. And, you know, if you have the give and the ask line aligned, like you're talking about, then that, and you're not attached to the outcome, like, you know, it's like you can go forever. Like it's limitless. Right. And when you're enjoying the process, like I could send 20 more today. And again, it comes back to that building relationships, Carlo, who's the guy. And then my sister was also like, Oh, like Russell Grant is friends with Ndaba as well. Why don't you? And I was like, Carlo's already got me in touch. And he happened to have been in Bali hanging out with Sienna Miller and told her about the book because when you build relationships, people know who they're advocating for as well. So Daniel Curran, again, he's Forbes number seven, super angel. He's a big investor. He was a person that I really wanted to pitch to when I was setting up my company, 111 Entertainment. Last year, I was spending some time in Santa Monica. I went to an event held by Expert Dojo, an angel investor event to see and learn firsthand the the tactics of pitching and what angel investors are looking for. And I just pursued him. I was like, you're into boogie boarding. I'm going to get into boogie boarding. I'll have a beach walk with you when you're done boogie boarding. Like, you know, he's like, you have five minutes from when I get out of the ocean to when I get to the car. And I went for that five minutes. And, you know, I was clear about what I wanted to learn from him or the value where, where I was struggling. And this was before the book was written. This was something completely different. Now that I've written the book, you know, that that relationship has expanded beyond 111 Entertainment now into like my publishing career. So there, there's a lot of different ways to leverage relationships. I was gymming with the Honorable Richard J. Evans. You know, he made a comment at dinner one night and was like, you know, I just haven't been working out as much as I as, as much as I want to. And I used to be so great at it and so consistent. And I was like, let's go work out next week. And so we stood, we took treadmills next to each other and we did an hour of just, and then obviously you're next to them and you're, you know, you build those personal relationships, even LinkedIn, use the power of LinkedIn. Steve Ferran, he was another person, a gratitude CEO. And I just looked at my keywords. I looked at who I was interested in aligning with and I, and I reached out to him and I followed up and I didn't lose hope. The other thing is webinars, webinars, Terry Rice, who's an expert in residence at Entrepreneur Magazine. He was a person that I did several webinars with. And I got into, he said in one of the webinars, just reach out to me and I'll get back to you. And I sure you will. And then I did it <laughs> and he did. And months later, now we're still talking. I'm just waiting for to send him a hard copy of the book. But you give yourself some time. There's no end. There's no, you know, reason to give up just because you got a few. Continue to stay the course you're going to get so much and so much joy out of having real relationships that you honestly care about and seek to add value to their lives as well. And it will become a fun part of the process, not just like a daunting, I need this. You don't need it. You've got it. Make sure the work is good. The vibrational blockage. I just love that term and also not being attached to the outcome. I love that. And if you can focus on those two things, you'll eliminate a lot of procrastination, right? Because procrastination is like what we're doing when we don't want to make that call or send that email or reach out because you're worried about what the outcome is going to be. And also even going for things when they're way beyond what you think you might be ready for to be able to get better and to be prepared. 
to hold space with the, the, the ultimate dream endorsement person or podcasts that you want to be on or any publication that you want to be featured in. You have to be willing to do the small things to get good enough to be in the big place. I love that. Well, Gigi, so you launched the book this month. It's out there. <laughs> What's next for you? Oh, I've got a couple more books in the works and the global intelligence initiative is just engineering itself to launch workshops and online courses. Obviously I've had my eye on a few speaking gigs, so I'll be, I, I applied for a TED idea search Latin America. And again, this is what, this is where that actually just came from because they, they did, I didn't make it to the next round and I was like, but I tried and start valuing that as well. Because right. now I have the direct email from the TED team and I'm just going to continue to make talks that I think are going to be in alignment. And they even say, well, we're going to keep you in our database. And a no doesn't necessarily always mean no. It could just mean not right now. And you have to have a why so strong that you're going to continue to persevere through the nose. Ask every entrepreneur. Do you know what I mean? Like it doesn't yeah. happen right away. Yes, so, totally. and, and staying happy, spreading the love. That's my plan. To, to slow down enough to feel it. That was a big theme for me this month was to slow down enough to celebrate the milestone, you know, the milestones that we make along the way. That's great advice. Great advice. So can you share where we can get the book and where we can find you on social media? Yeah, absolutely. So the book is on amazon.com or Amazon, whatever region you're in. If you're searching for it and you're in France, you have to use .fr, .de, .es. .it. I know all these because they've sold in all these regions already, which I think is remarkable. And you can find me on Instagram at the Barbados billionaire. Well, we will definitely follow you and connect with you and follow your success. Thank you so much for all of these social PR secrets. Thanks so much, Lisa. It's been great. Thank you and namaste. listening to this episode of Social PR Secrets. If you like what you heard, check out the book on Amazon or follow our blog at socialprsecrets.com. This episode was sponsored by The Buyer Group, a social PR agency striving to keep our balance in the digital world, practicing public relations, social media, and search marketing, while occasionally drinking a glass of wine or two for the best creativity and results. Thank you all for tuning in. If you would like to get a free chapter of Social PR Secrets, go to socialprsecrets.com slash free.